This is Flavor Report. My name is Joe Winger. Today's interview is with Jordan Engelhurt. She's the founder and president at Skinny Mixes. We met Jordan at Expo West, where Skinny Mixes was introducing their new margarita and new coffee flavors, and they are delicious. Our conversation ranged from her business, how she launched her business, how she grew her audience, her rabid fans, and just learning about the customers and what they like and using social media to get, create a community, the science behind the flavors, and of course, the flavors themselves. Jordan is a really, really smart, ambitious woman, and it was a lot of fun talking with her. It was a lot of fun to kind of bounce ideas off of her and get her sense of what works or what doesn't work and what she's learned from the whole process. One note, it was early morning. Uh, it was a busy business expo. She had a busy schedule. I had a busy schedule. We ended up talking at like 6 a.m., very early. So if anyone sounds low energy during the conversation, it was because it was 6 a.m. And let me ask you, how are you feeling at 6 a.m.? It's not an easy time, right? So forgive everyone that you're about to listen to for that because it was a good conversation. It was just early. So with that said, you're from Jordan Englehart from Skinny Mixes. I believe it's now been 13 years ago that you launched the company. So we're uh, almost uh, on 14 years in April 14. to be 14. So yes, 13 is correct. That is amazing. Um, just to give us some background, what were you up to before launching way back in 2009? Um, so back in 2009, I, I was somewhat of a recent college graduate and I was working in uh, the real estate field as a real estate appraiser. And uh, I launched this product right when the recession was basically at its peak or just had started and, and the market crashed pretty heavily in Florida where we're based or where I was living at the time. Um, so I, was, I found myself without work and this idea that I felt pretty strongly about. And so that's, that was what was going back on when, when this company was launched. That's incredible. Uh, since you've been in business for over 10 years, um, just in general, you, you're in a field that I think is so evolving um, culturally and I'm going to say scientifically as far as mixes go. What are some of the biggest changes you've navigated in the industry over those 10 years? Oh, well, I mean, there's <laughs> there's been yeah. a lot. I mean, of, of course, the world has evolved much more too. Uh, natural products and um, and you know which is why we're here at Expo West is we just have launched our our natural line so you know that was pretty big for us and then of course you know the customization of flavors over the years have just gotten more and more prevalent you know millennials and and you know the population in general just really likes the variety of flavors and being able to customize everything and then you know with with COVID. I think really drove at home consumption of, of coffee and making your lattes at home. So I think all of those trends over the last 10 years have, have really helped drive this company's growth. That's incredible. And um, you mentioned in COVID and that the at home portion of it really does make a lot of sense. And 
I guess, forgive the phrase, but lucky timing that you had this amazing product out at a time when the world didn't know they needed it. And then it turned out they absolutely needed it right at their home. So that is a great uh, concept. Yeah. Speaking yeah. Of, it, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I mean, I, I was just going to add to that. I mean, it, it was, it was certainly fortunate in some ways, but in many other ways we weren't selling to many grocery accounts. We we're selling to a lot of specialty stores, which had no choice but to close their doors. So, I mean, we lost quite a bit of distribution during that time, but uh, able to make up for it with, with online, um, you know, penetration and, and trying to drive consumer growth in that capacity. So yes, it was fortunate, but also a little bit scary, like many other businesses at the same time. So obviously your company has a booth coming up at the expo. And I just wanted to segue to talking about the expo and if you don't mind, just your, your, your company's uh, lessons about trade shows in general. So as a business owner, what in your opinion makes for a successful trade show? Oh, well, I mean, first of all, you know, taking the step to take the risk to, to be there and, you know, have your branding there and be open to meeting, you know, consumers and obviously, hopefully buyers in the trade. Um, and, you know, we try to make it fun. So we serve cocktails and we're going to be serving um, espresso martinis today. Yesterday we served uh, margaritas and we had a speakeasy happy hour and it just, you know, helps people really understand the brand and, and come by and, and see us. Um, but I, I think that that's most important is, you know, really put your brand out there and your brand's personality and, and just have fun with it. I love that. I love that. And uh, I've been seeing a lot of the activity from your, your booth and clearly people are loving it and you're getting really big crowds. That's fantastic. And clearly your fan base is showing up and you're, you're bringing in new fans every day as well. Um, so you have this new natural line of margarita mixes and naturally sweetened syrups. Can you share a little bit about the inspiration behind the line and how you, and how you chose to develop it? Yes, of course. So our consumers of, you know, we, like I said, have a great relationship with, with our, with our consumers and, um, they, they asked for it and, and we typically, you know, we listen, we do a lot of innovation, we launch a lot of flavors and, and our fans really asked for this and really wanted it. And obviously it was a, a trend that wasn't going away. Um, so that's, you know, where it came from and it's, it's really done well. We've, we've got into Target with this line and it's selling very, very well. And, um, you know, that's, that's basically it. We take a lot of pride in listening to what our customers want and this is what they wanted. Outstanding. Yeah, no, I, I, I really do admire from the Facebook group through this, just how much you and your brand do listen to your fan base. And uh, apparently you, you, you're out there creating exactly what they asked for. And that's very, very admirable. Um, I'm not sure if it's a scientific question or not, maybe, maybe a kitchen question, but can you talk a little bit about the development process, about how you actually create these amazing flavors once you decide the direction you're going in? Uh, sure. So, so we, we have several partnerships with different um, food labs, uh, beverage labs, um, and it's a process where, you know, we start by 
you know, verbally explaining to them what we're looking for. And, you know, it kind of starts there. We have a big panel and we, you know, company, we started, you know, come at, at the company basis. And we just do a lot of tasting and it often takes quite a bit of time because we take a lot of pride, of course, in making sure it tastes exactly what we were visualizing and, and, you know, go from there. I mean, we can come up with anything from, from mermaid to unicorn. And um, we have these great relationships with, with different food labs across the country and, and they make it happen. So it's, it's just a, a slow methodical approach of, of, starting at the ground floor with the company. And then we have a larger tasting panel and, um, and go from there until we find just the right mix. That's incredible. Uh, in general, is there a um, common timeline it takes to get from concept to finished product or does do different flavors have different timelines? Yes, it, 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 it varies widely. I mean, you know, there's been times where, you know, it could take a couple months to, it can take over a year, but I'd say, you know, somewhere in between, you know, probably on average about four to six months. Wow. And uh, just out of curiosity, um, I, I think obviously your, your finished flavors are all amazing, but are there a few or even several um, examples of, flavors where the concept sounded interesting and then by the time you were working on it months later you just realized wow either this flavor isn't going to work out or it, we could enhance in a different way but is there a lot of trial and error and is there a lot of starting off with let's say 30 flavors and then you find out that several of those just they're they're not as strong as we hope they would be does that happen or do you find a way to, to make that flavor amazing Oh, it happens all the time. I mean, I think, you know, especially in the beginning, I mean, we, we, it, we're innovating constantly and, you know, trends change fairly quickly. And I think we've been fortunate with the robust website where we can test things quite easily and pivot easily has allowed us to launch so many flavors. So, I mean, there's, there's been a lot of, of opportunities and where, yes, we've launched things. I mean, we've launched everything from popcorn to cold brew where you know by the time that that it launched we we decided to pivot quite quickly and and, and not continue to pursue it and, and really focus on on something else that's on trend at that time i mean i think being a small company to be able to pivot we can we can really stay on trend so it happens quite frequently yes and, and one last sticking on margarita mixes for just one more second um are there any teases as to what flavors might be next or might be in the future? Well, at the show here, we're launching um, four new of our naturally sweetened flavors. So we're launching French vanilla, caramel, peppermint mocha, and pumpkin spice. And, um, you know, maybe some new seasonal offerings after that. But, I mean, we're constantly innovating, constantly looking at new categories. So, I mean, there's not going to be any shortage of anything new yet to come, but for now, that's, you know, what we have in the pipeline. But yes, many more new exciting uh, launches for 2020, the end of 2023 and 2024. <laughs> I don't know. I can let Dana chime in if she wants to add anything else to that. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we have, um, so Jordan shared four that we're really focused on and will be big, big entrants for us. Um, and so those are the, our features, but just to show the breadth of kind of how, how fast and quick this skinny mixes innovates, we've got 20, I think three more flavors coming out, um, from May onwards, not including those flavors. So we, we are rapid fire innovation and constantly coming out with, with new flavors. Some are limited time offers, right? Some are just very seasonal, um, and our consumers love it because it creates a really huge demand when they're launched and then they sell out and we move on sometimes to the next thing. And then other flavors just do incredibly well. And we decide to put them into the everyday portfolio. That's incredible. I, I love the innovation. What is the biggest misconception in general about skinny mixes? Oh, geez, the biggest misconception. Um, I mean, uh, I suppose, I don't know that there's a whole lot of misconception. Uh, I think that people maybe don't necessarily understand the versatility of, of our syrups and how, you know, you can not only use it for coffee, but you can use it for baking and protein shakes and just anything you would add a little bit of flavor to our, our fruit flavored syrups are great for iced teas and you can simply just add a dash to water and transform your water. So that would be one, one thing. Very fair. It's interesting. Once we got the samples this week, after using them as they were initially intended and just enjoying the flavor and, and recognizing that it's flavor that's also, you know, good for you. I hope this is a compliment. The amount of random things we've tried it with since then, just to see how it would go. And I have to assume maybe somewhere in your labs, you guys have experimented quite a bit as well, but it just became a fun exercise of adding this flavor to this item, almost to the degree of, and I'm, I'm not encouraging misuse, but like almost even like a salad dressing. Like we just, we just wanted to see what certain things would taste like adding this to it. And right. because the flavors are so good in general. And so I, I was just, it became fun in a weird way, just, just experimenting. And so I have to, I, I have to wonder if that was ever a side intention of just using it as a salad dressing, et cetera. I, I love it. I love it. Um, I, no, not initially, honestly, it, it mm -hmm. wasn't, but it's part of the fun and part of, of our great, relationship we have with our consumers is, is they have so much fun, you know, experimenting and making these recipes and, and then including us on that. And, uh, it just makes for a great relationship with our consumers. So, so no, it's just, uh, became a benefit over the years. It's certainly something we think about now. Um, I'm going to have to try the salad dressing. I know we have consumers <laughs> that do that. I haven't, I, I did back in the day, but it's been quite a while. Yeah. Be careful. It's an interesting <laughs> thinking about, you know, lettuce adding cocoa flavoring to it is both really fun, but it's certainly, I, I couldn't do it every day, but it was a fun experiment. Um, you mentioned your fan base a few times and I know your website and your social media really promote hearing from your customers and your fans. Um, and thinking of things like Bodie McBoatface, um, can you tell me a funny story about something that your fans either suggested or 
just some type of public interaction and how fans have encouraged or suggested the brand change, evolve, make decisions. Is there any funny or silly ideas in there? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, there's, there's quite a few. I'm trying to think of a specific example. Um, and, and Dana might be able to chime in here. I'm not sure, but I mean, we just recently had our mermaid water or our mermaid flavor burst go viral. And we also have a mermaid syrup and the way that that happened was, was a little bit fun, but I mean, gosh, there's so many, I should have had something prepared for that. I, I don't know if I can get back with you or if Dana, you could think of something, but I mean, we have such great interaction with our customers. I'm sort of drawing a blank. Yeah, no, no, no worries. We have this um, really amazing closed Facebook group that has really active members. It's called skinny mixes, share your recipe. And it's on Facebook. Um, you can join, you know, well, um, and you can just see the amount of creativity that our users come up with. And then they share out their recipes. Like one person put it with um, sweet potatoes. <laughs> and I mean, it's, you know, they use it on like waffle egg sandwiches. I mean, really interesting wild things that you would never think about. Um, so that's a really, and I can send you the link to the Facebook page, but it will just kind of blow your mind with the creativity um, and engagement from our, from our super users. I love that. Yeah. That that's when, when I read about the uh, fan engagement and the different recipe ideas, I thought that was just such an interesting uh, whole different level to the game of building recipes. And so I love that. And yeah, that'd be great. It, could add a link. Um, second part of this, which might be the same, is um, helpful stories. And it just sounds like in general, that Facebook group might be a, 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 a home base, if you will, for just user-generated recipes and other ways to use these flavorings. Is that pretty much correct? Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 our, our super fans, if you will, and they interact, you know, on a very regular basis with, yes, these wild recipes. And yeah, that's, that's basically the basis of it. And I think also with the, the keto craze and chaffles and those are some other crazy recipes I'm thinking of, but I mean, that's, that's basically the basis of it. Okay. Switching over to coffee, especially because it's an early morning for all of us right now. And thank you again for your flexibility. Um, let's talk about what inspired you to go with coffee syrups. And then as well as I know you have some new flavors launching there as well that I'd love to talk a little bit about uh, how they were decided on. There's some obviously some classic favorites in there and uh, hear about the inspiration behind those flavors. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I heard the original question about also why we decided to do coffee syrups in general. So originally, you know, 11, 12 years ago, the company started with cocktail mixes. That was that was how the company originally came up. Or I originally decided to start this company was with cocktail mixes. And quickly, you know, the trend also with with uh, the popularity of Starbucks and people going through the drive-through and having, you know, what maybe they thought was a, 
a guilt-free or not necessarily guilt-free, but they didn't realize, you know, how many calories they're consuming with their frappuccino or their lattes. And it immediately seemed like another way to, to, to really help people, you know, not have such a sugar-laden beverage that they're having every single day. Um, and that's why coffee syrups was developed. And then, of course, you know, cocktail mixes is so seasonal. Coffee syrups is, is something that, you know, consumers consume daily. So it, it was a natural extension for the product line with the coffee syrups. And um, so that's, that's where that concept came from. And then as far as the flavors, you know, just, just again, listening to the trends and, and of course, you know, looking at the popularity of the most popular flavors just through our consumer panel and, and, you know, just having a great team that's out and about and looking at menus and um, using some common sense, if you will, and <laughs> sure. reading up on trends. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a, a minute, a three prong process or, or. So Jordan, clearly you have a really, you know, you're, you're always kind of serving your fan base, helping your brand help the world, or at least helping those out there who are really passionate about what you're working on. Sure. So, so, so our mission, um, summarized is we is is crafting beverages that cut the sugar and keep the fun for a healthier more flavorful lifestyle and to make everyday moments simply sweeter oh i love that last part i i so many people equate maybe margaritas but certainly coffee with happy moments and so making it sweeter just that's a really uh that's a beautiful thought so thank you for that Got it. Um, yeah. Um, I I appreciate this so much. And um, I think the, the journey you're on and you're sharing with us, not only is it delicious, but it's very inspiring. Um, anyone who's listening or watching who's already a margarita fan or a coffee fan obviously has plenty of reasons to appreciate you. But if, if someone's learning about you for the first time right now and they're really loving your story and obviously they're curious for your flavors, what is your biggest call to action for the audience? What are you hoping someone goes out and does today after being inspired by this story and hearing about your processes, your innovations? What is the big request from the audience from your point of view? What would you like to see? I'd love the consumers to experiment at home. I'd love for them to, you know, make their latte at home and, and many people, you know, especially during a time where at home consumption is, is, is so big to, to make that morning coffee at home, you're going to have what many, many people will say is a better tasting beverage, whether it be a cocktail or a coffee. Um, you're going to save calories. You're going to save time. You're going to save money from that drive-through. And uh, that's, that's what I'd like for them to do is experiment, try our products and, and, and you'll, you'll save calories and you'll save money and you'll save time. And it's, it, it, it will be a, a positive i'm i'm quite sure that's incredible well I, I know you've got a busy day with the trade show ahead of you so thank you for your time this morning and thank you for the inspirational story and probably the biggest thing is thank you for the flavors i, I think you're helping a lot of people be healthier be happier and just having really delicious drinks and beverages and as your line expands even more and so Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. And I think in the future, 
whether it's a, some kind of a, not, I'm not sure a cooking show is the right word, but I think we'd love to find ways to create more content with you because your story is interesting. And I just think the products you're making are so incredible. So thank you for your time. And uh, it's been a blast getting to know you. Well, likewise, thank you. Yes, we would love any opportunities. Cooking segments or anything of that nature would be would be fantastic. And we'd welcome that. And there you go. Thank you, Jordan Engelhart from Skinny Mixes so much. Jordan, I really enjoyed our talk. I really hope we can talk again sometime. Um, and if you're interested in more, her flavors really are delicious. So please visit her at skinnymixes.com. Again, Jordan Engelhart at skinnymixes.com. Thanks so much, guys. I'll talk with you soon.